Please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourselves and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to the 100th episode of Sex Stories, a podcast where we learn from each other by unpacking our sexual thoughts, preferences, and experiences in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. It's been nearly two years of sex stories, so I thought this would be a good opportunity to share the community we've created together in that time, just to make sure that everyone feels invited to all the things that we do if you want to do more than listen, since I can't talk to every single person one-on-one, even though that would be really cool, even if I wasn't freelancing to pay the bills and also used every spare second to write movies and books and the TV shows and stuff, I still couldn't talk to all of you as fast as I would want. But the cool thing is, I have discovered that there are lots of you out there who are like-minded and like-loined, and I am very excited for our community to keep growing so that we can all keep meeting each other. Um, tell us your story. Okay, so this was early 2000s, and I was in college, and um, it was when the laptops were like those big, heavy clunkers. It was like the early laptop years. Mm-hmm. And um, I got ridden with viruses on my computer or my laptop from looking up weird shit on the internet. Uh-huh. Um, one of which being, it wasn't called pegging yet, but I was, I heard somewhere I had a gay friend or something got in my mind about pegging. And I was, so I, I went and Googled it because Pornhub was not a thing yet. This is early 2000s. And um, so I found a guy on Craigslist, because that was not dangerous yet. Well, I'm sure it was. We didn't know how dangerous it was yet. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy to fix my computer. And um, so I took my computer over to his apartment. You see where this is going, don't you? So he's fixing my computer that has, like, Trojan horses or whatever it used to be that would, like, destroy a computer. You know. Yeah. And he, I see, I realize his face, he blushes a little when he, when he finds it. And he's like, okay, so usually these come from looking up porn and I usually don't say anything, but I see here that you were looking up, you know, strap on sex, female to male. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. I was doing that. Sorry. I got a virus from that. Sorry. Really good. I'm curious. I just wanted to know. Um, and he's like, funny you should be interested in that because um, I really want someone to do that to me. Oh, my God. Um, yes. That's what I was hoping. And? and so he was just like a guy about my wow. age, just normal looking dude. And I would, I had been really curious about it. And so I, I, I had a moment of shock and then I was like, when am I going to get this opportunity again? And I was like, well, let me see. He's like, I have a strap on. Like, I really been wanting to find someone, but I'm afraid to like yeah. go on a date and like ask a girl to do. That's what totally triggered this memory was like, he was like, I'm afraid yeah. to go on a date and ask a girl, but clearly you're a little open-minded. I'm like, yes, I guess yeah. you saw my third history. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, all right, well, let's do this then. And so. I totally did it, and I. That day. Oh yeah, right. There. Like yeah, I think we drank a few Pabst Blue Ribbons and just went for it. Um, <laughs> it was college. What are you gonna do? And I remember I, such a. I still have so many lingering questions from that experience. I remember while I was doing it, I kept hearing like a slapping noise, 
And I'm like under, because he was like in doggy style, right? And he was very well endowed. And I realized what I was hearing was his penis was flaccid. And I was like, and it was like hitting the bed. And that's what I was hearing. But I was like, oh my God, you're not hard. Like, am I doing this wrong? Are you not enjoying yourself? Like, should I stop? I like got all freaked out. He's like, no, 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 it's awesome. And I'm like, well, then why aren't you hard? I don't get it. I was like, this is why I'm literally, while I'm pegging this person, asking, this is why I was Googling this because I was curious if during prostate stimulation, if erections always happen and if the asgasm happens, if you ejaculate out of your pee, I'm literally explaining this while I am ass ramming a man. Like, oh my God, I don't even know. I just, that's one hell of a yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find it on Google. That's my virus. And then like, the sex gods just just gave wow. me the answer. I was going to say, do you do you worship a sex goddess? Like, like that's like a sentity. Yeah, but these things have always just happened. Like to me, when I man, I manifest things. When I just am curious, I don't know. I just lucky. I don't know. And so I totally did it. And he came, but not. He didn't ejaculate. Like he never was yeah. hard. And I've always yeah. been like, felt like is he lying? But then as I got older and realized more about prostate and and you know all that, uh, but it still blows my mind that he never was hard. But oh but assured gosh. me it was everything he wanted it to be, and he totally had the best like asgasm <laughs> of his life. And I'm like, but you were not hard. I do not understand this. Oh my life. god. As, and as a woman, I don't I I don't I equate a soft penis with like not being turned on I know that's not always the case but like I don't have a penis so my mind I'm like that's like getting off without being wet like that's all I know you know what I mean so like I still don't I still yeah we ended up being friends for years we never hooked up again because it was truly just like a experiment this story is entitled the worst I've ever had by Isis Quinn so on this road trip through Oklahoma I had plans to stay with an old friend Platonic, with a chance of nookie, nothing guaranteed. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't wonder what it would be like if it went there. Boy, did I wonder wrong. I had always remembered Z as being a very confident, not-at-all-subtle flirt at parties at the next-door neighbor's house. Even when he had a girlfriend, I recall his lecherous stares and devil eyes over the rim of his Stella, staring across the room. This should have been stored as a red flag in some department. Fidelity, maybe? But also struck me as a possible ding-ding in the big dick and bedroom category. You would think a guy that confident must have a great dick, and that constant upward glaring expression, I recognize that from the face of a lusty lover looking up as he savored my pussy, but no, not this guy. Not right on either assumption. Not packing a prize, and not a pussy epicurean. Wrong, and wrong again. The plan was a simple one-night stay passing through. But my friend in another city got sick, and I had to figure out what to do, so I called him, rerouted, and a one-night stay became two. I pulled into his driveway, and right away, he had that same grin I remembered, full of sin and distracted by all kinds of naughty thoughts. As expected. Before I could even put my bags down in the guest room, he was offering me a drink and told me we were invited to go swimming. I needed to change into my bathing suit right away. A quick trip to the grocery store so he could watch my ass as we perused the wine section. Then we were jumping out, stripping down, and getting in the water. And the drinking began. We drank all afternoon in the pool, hung out with friends, some people did a little e group jet masturbation may have gone on, and then there was poolside massage, the gateway drug, some rapid making out before the group dinner, etc. Everyone got a little wild, things went a little far that night, but not too far, 
and we ended up back in his bed late that evening. A lackluster makeout session revealed his inability to light me up whatsoever in foreplay. I chalked it up to a long day in the sun and maybe too much drinking. If I couldn't feel my left arm, maybe his inability to stimulate a vagina in any way whatsoever had to do with me, not him or our chemistry. It was clearly a physical impossibility for the playtime to progress between my lack of arousal and his lack of skill, and I gave his very marginal erection the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's not nocturnal? I told him I needed to brush my teeth and then escape to the guest room to try to get some sleep, to forget that horribly dull connection with hopes of a fresh start in the morning. Day two. Was I snoring? This guy knows how to get the day started. No, no, I just sleep better by myself. Half out of obligation, half out of hope, I stumble back to his bedroom to begin what seems the implicit next part of the agreement. We are sober now, let's try this out again. Somehow in the walk to the bedroom, I'm remembering something one of his friends said. You should hook up with Z, he's a catch, but he's kind of controlling. I had inklings at this time that he may be a little off and had noticed his tendency to say rude things. Has anyone ever told you that you talk too much? You don't really listen, do you? and repetitively bringing up his frustration that the group had changed plans for the night. Suffice to say, by the time I drove away from his house on day two, it was all I could do to not punch him in the face when he couldn't close my rental car trunk, and I told him, just had one button, and he replied, oh, just like you. But it was what happened later in the morning that really got me wondering, is this guy an American psycho, or at least his country cousin? Back to that morning. So here we are. The stage is set. Expectation is clear. Try again with no alcohol in the system. Kissing is all right, but, oh shit, it was not just a late night issue. Still, literally no turn on for me. He thinks he has something I will really like, he says. And, I feel bad to say it, but his dick, so small. I try to make a few suggestions on what works for me. He tries all of them. Nothing. Gotta get this over, I'm thinking. Don't you have to go to work? I'm sorry, I'm still just so tired from driving and stuff. Maybe I can sneak home on my lunch break and we can try again. Nope, I am thinking, well, I might want to go check things out in town, I tell him. He tells me I should sleep in and rest, explains where I should shower, etc., leaves the house. I do sleep in, take a long shower and get dressed, then take a walk around the neighborhood, and I'm running to get back in the front door, purse in hand, because I gotta use the ladies' room. I dash into the guest room, where he told me to be, I go to use the bathroom. I shut the door, do my thing, and try to open the door. It's stuck really stuck. I happen to have my phone, call my girlfriend, explain to her what's going on. I try bracing my feet around the door frame to pull it. I try to put lathered soap on top of the door to grease it and pull it. Try the windows, no luck. I'm telling my friend, dude, is this a little creepy? He's an architect. Shouldn't he be able to fix something like this? I don't want to bug him because he's at work, but I decide to call. So I call and he tells me, oh yeah, that's happened before. Did you try to pull up while pulling and push down while pulling? I try both. Nothing. Shoot, he tells me. When I can get off work, I'll come back and help you. It's about a two full hours I'm in there by the time he arrives. When he does, he's able to get it open from his side real easy. When he opens the door, I am slightly terrified. I ask him, what did you tell your boss? He jokes that his boss said, did you tell her to put lotion on her? And yes, of course he wants to fuck. Sick as it is after that, I'm kind of into it, enough to at least give it another try. Back to the bedroom, close off. The same tolerable kissing, the same lack of chemistry, everything else. My adrenaline is super high, adding a strange, exciting edge after having been imprisoned for hours, so I think my foolproof position might work. Can you just get behind me? 
What, do you have a thing with intimacy? God, that is an oversimplification of all the things going not amazing right now, but I just tell him that's part of it. He submits to my request. Yes, there is a condom. No, there is no hope for this. Something between leg length and torso structure or dick size, it's just not working. I've never experienced such unsuccessful doggy style in my 21 years of fucking. Can't even keep it in, find a rhythm, or make me feel anything that I would remotely refer to as good. This attempt is cancelled in minutes. But condoms, he blames condoms. I hate condoms, he proclaims. Well, he's gonna have to keep it on. I take the opportunity to pivot, face him, give him a compassionate, mothering look that exudes mercy. He says, I have something I think you'll really like. Still hoping for redemption, I'm open to his idea. Surely this man has had sex before successfully. Curious now how on earth it happened. So up to this point, I may not have mentioned the lots of beer-drinking belly that has grown since I saw him last. However, it is there. It is very much so there. He motions that he wants me to lay on my back on top of him, arching back over the sex prop that is said belly, I concede. He tries to entice me with inarticulate stroking in the clitoral region while he jackhammer fucks me, pressing his hands into my lower back to accentuate the already severe arch that is being draped over the moon of his sex prop belly. After about ten thrusts, I'm saying ow repeatedly, which he thinks is me saying ah, and he is going very hardcore porn influenced. You like that, yeah, you like that. Finally, I just have to say stop, sorry, but this is just not feeling good. I turn around, close my eyes, and by the grace of God and some evolutionary mechanism, not unlike how a horny toad shoots blood out of its eyes when a predator attacks, I just start involuntarily sobbing, tears spewing from my face, and I melt into a puddle on the bed. Oh no, is this just too much for you? Being with someone you don't know very well? For the love of God, I take any exit at this time. Yes, I say. Then, again, an involuntary gift. I just literally pass out. He leaves again, I assume for work. I wake up maybe an hour later, shower again, go check out the city, come back, and you won't believe it, but I am locked out of his house now, again. All my stuff is in there. I have to wait for him to get home or call to help me. I call him, no answer. I have to wait for him to get home. I decide to read a magazine I had in the car and wait for his call. He insists that I wait for him to return to cook me dinner at 8 p.m. I don't even tell him I was locked out. I don't bring up the day's events. I let him guide the conversation and I tell him that I need to go to sleep for the road ahead. He asks me to lay with him a little bit and to wake him if he snores. I wake him twice, both times making him scream, one by pulling his hair, the other time by tickling his belly ever so slightly, which he thinks is a giant spider. I pretend to sleep through his leaving for work, take a slow morning, leave a nice note, go check out a few sites I still wanted to see, and then hit the road. Despite his request to meet again for lunch, I just decide to go. What happens in Oklahoma stays in Oklahoma, and that is the worst sex I have ever had. This little snippet was sent by LG. I just got home from a weekend away with my husband. No kids, we have three. And because of you, I was able to ask my husband to tie me up. We've had an amazing growth in our sex life over the past nine years, but it's always been just reading each other in the moment. And he's an amazing lover who knows how my body likes to be touched. But now, because I've been listening to sex stories, I've gathered a list of sexy things I wanted to try before we went away. And I told him that I would send him an email of those things. Now. He is a big, sexy nerd who loves to study things immensely, which is why he's already an amazing lover. So after I sent him the email, he obviously did his homework. We had a very hot two nights, and he is so keen to delve deeper into anything I desire. 
Thank you for giving me the confidence to be so open to him and make my sexual heart smile. And I just want to say, it's not me, it's all of us. Because you guys, the listeners, everybody who I talk to, everyone who I hear from, inspire me in just the same way. I still struggle to talk to new lovers in my own life. And hearing stuff like this gives me hope and makes me feel so happy and really just like, ugh, it just makes me feel like all of it is worth it. <laughs> I'm so happy you're fucking. This story is submitted by JD. My story starts with going to my ex-sister-in-law's to pick up windows. When I got there, she was standing in the entrance with a tight white shirt that accentuated her erect nipples and beautiful breasts. As we were talking, she approached me slowly. There has always been a bit of sexual tension between us. We spoke some more. She gently touched my arm. We talked, and I guess flirted a bit. Then, without any warning, she slowly got down to her knees. I was wondering what was going on. She undid my jeans and proceeded to put my cock in her mouth. She gave me a very nice and sensual blowjob and let me explode all over her face and tits. She even licked my cock clean at the end. I then took her hand and led her to her bed to return the favor. I buried my face deep in her thighs I enjoyed gliding my tongue along her clit and lips, making her squirm. I gently slid two of my fingers in. I felt her wetness and warmth. She moaned and grinded to my every move. At one point, I tasted a bit of cum, which I love. It was soon followed by an explosion of cum squirting all over my face with such intense moaning and screaming. I proceeded to lick and suck all of the wonderful juices she gracefully shared with me. We then spent the next while just lying beside each other, gently stroking one another. And then I left. Still something I used to jerk off to every now and then. Nobody has ever heard this story before. Come on, everybody. Aren't you honored? Isn't that amazing? That's like, especially someone who you've had a crush on for so long, I feel like that is the type of real-life fantasy that it's just... I mean, in that case, it was like such a good sex story, such a satisfying sounding one. But for me, sometimes those ones, like the story part is as exciting and arousing for my whole sexual being, even if the sex is mediocre. I don't know if you guys feel that way when it's like, oh, we did, we're in a weird location or whatever. But oh, holy fuck. So hot. Congrats, JD. This next piece that I'm going to share with you isn't exactly a straight sex story, but it's a personal share, and it is the email dialogue that I had with a listener that inspired the parts poll. If you don't know what the parts poll is, visit sexstoriespodcast.com slash sendnudes. It's basically a way for you to share all the details about your very personal parts, and it is the reason that I stopped posting on Instagram for a while, because... I was in 2019 soliciting nudes from people and now a year later that is against Instagram's community guidelines because as it will be explained to me later in this episode, apparently most people do think that nudity equals porn, which I think is very stupid and harmful. So this is my exchange with GL who is gets all the credit for uh, parts pull and it started with cock extenders. Hi. I was listening to your podcast from last year, episode 14, and decided to write about my cock extender story. So for starters, I'm a 32-year-old male, married, and I have at best 6.5-inch cut cock. Now, I know I'm not 3 inches, however, I feel small. 
As I browsed a local sex shop one day, I saw on the shelf a cock extender, and I thought I'd surprise my wife. I didn't buy it immediately, but I thought about it for a week as I browsed the net for reviews and stories looking for size options, you know, to do some research. Now, I really wanted to get it, seeing as how my size and the fact that my wife used to sleep with a majority of black men. So I bought it and decided I wouldn't tell her I would just run to the bathroom before sex and put it on. So one night she wants to have sex, and as she's getting ready, I make a quick break to put the extender on and get in bed. She's in doggy position so she can't see anything, I lube it up and I slide it inside of her. She doesn't say anything, or doesn't say if it feels any different, so I keep sliding it in, deeper and deeper, and nothing. She takes the whole thing. She finally does say ouch a bit, it kind of hurts. She's not even concerned or anything or wanting to stop, so she gets on her back and spreads her legs open and I slide back in, balls deep at first. I then sit up a bit so I can see it, and I continue to fuck her extender still on. She asks if I like seeing my cock go inside her, and of course I say yes, because I do. I think it's so hot. Anyways, I do notice she gets a bit wetter and is creaming more than usual and starts to moan a bit as if she's actually enjoying it. A few minutes later, she asks if I'm almost done, which I say no due to the extender. It's prolonged. So I took it off, and she noticed and said, what the fuck? No wonder it hurt. I was confused because she didn't make a big deal before and I figured she was okay. She let me use it again on another occasion and she said it hurt and that time I stopped and took it off. She did let me use it again on another occasion and she said it hurt and that time I stopped and took it off. I advised her that it's because we need first to open her up a bit, but a lot of the times she rushes, like a guy. If she would slow it down, I do think she'd enjoy it, for one main reason. She lets me fist her at least a couple of times and she enjoys it and comes hard from it. Even though she's told me not all black men are huge and she doesn't like it too big and whatnot, she has some stories she's told me. Anyway, I definitely want to remain anonymous, but that's my story. I look forward to your response. So, I needed more information. And I said, Hi G, I'm not exactly sure what kind of response you're expecting from me. Thank you for sharing. If you're up for it, I have a few questions. I am most curious about why you bought and used this toy without input from your partner. I know that I personally would be confused and not delighted by that if my partner sprang a sexy surprise on me without discussion, and I also have been quiet during a lot of really uncomfortable sexy things because I assumed that it was just my body being weird or I didn't know what the fuck was happening, but the whole reason I have this podcast is to actually get out of that pattern, so I personally think explicit consent, including what toys to play with, is the sexiest way to go. And I also always wonder what people mean when they say a partner let them do something to them. To me, it implies that it's not something a partner wants to do, in which case my submissive heart gets scared that it's pushy in a way that I don't personally like. I know everyone's different with their boundaries, but my whole goal is to increase sexual communication between partners because I think that makes sex way more awesome. Have you considered getting a slightly smaller one that wouldn't hurt her as much? Keep me posted if you do. Wishing you sexy awesomeness, Y.O. And he wrote me back. Hi again. I'm up to answer questions. I guess in my mind, the surprise part stuck out as it would be okay because sometimes my partner asks if I want to get kinky. And by kinky, she means watch her masturbate with a dildo or DP with toys or anal sex. You're right. I should discuss it with my partner first. I will do that in the future. She's not much into toy play, mostly only when she's drunk. Aside from dildos and very minimal in times where we do, I'd say it's pretty vanilla. I had her peg me once and I told her it was a fantasy of mine. She agreed to do it. Once we did it, she said she didn't like it. I did tell her she wouldn't have to do it again. <laughs> On a different occasion, when she was drunk, she asked if I still had the toy, which confused me, so I asked why, and she said, because I want to fuck you in the ass. Needless to say, she was a bit too drunk to coordinate, so it didn't end up happening. 
When I say she let me, I mean I asked and she consented. I definitely did not push. I asked once, she said yes, that was that. And there are probably better words to explain with. I think most people don't use it or miss because sex is still a subject that's not talked about that much and it's avoided by so many. I know on some of your podcasts you say some parents don't talk about it at all or even some guests have said their parents were closed off to talking about it. I have considered buying a smaller one, but I never did because she says she just likes to feel me. One of the dildos we have is just about the same size as me. When she uses it, she puts the thing in all the way with no complaints. But for now, I won't be buying any more toys. She doesn't get into it too often anyways. She's been battling some health stuff lately. Even when she feels up to a session, it's very quick and extra vanilla. Let me know if you have any more questions or whatnot. Thanks. So I was so delighted by that response. Here's what I wrote back. Gee, oh my God, I love you. I love you for simply accepting my curiosity and clarifying without getting defensive or mad. I feel I understand you so much better by sharing so openly. You've allowed me to go from the feeling of uncertain, I kind of like this story, but the details feel very important to a, oh fuck yeah, what a happy sweetie pie and in my eyes, an aspirational type of couple. Simply having more context for your life really helps me get it. So it clicks into place and I get excited right along with you. So thank you. It's a surprisingly rare type of response in my attempts to clarify, and I'm always trying to ask with the most love, but I'm still working on it, and I accidentally make people mad a lot, so I just appreciate you so much. And now, for my additional questions. How did it feel on your penis? What kind did you have? Did it go around your balls? What are your balls like? Are they sensitive? Do they like to be played with? What's your penis like? And how do you feel about it? Are you circumcised? Do you have any bends or curves? Does it change colors or have cool gradients when it gets hard? What's your favorite thing you like to feel with your penis? If you're like me and can't pick a single favorite, what are some things you love off the top of your head? Did you find yourself with any particular emotions when you had it on? Like, did the feeling of being bigger have an effect on you? Did you look at yourself in the mirror when you had it on? Ever since I heard about them, I've had this dumb, maybe cute fantasy of a man in a silhouette with a cock extender freshly on taking a mirror selfie on the way to his lover. Should we try and make this a thing? Obviously, feel free to answer only what you feel comfortable with. I think you've inspired me to make a penis poll on the site. I hope you're staying safe in these crazy times. I'm just so happy you wrote to me. I hope your wife stays really safe too. I hope that whatever ails her, she's able to take all the precautions to keep this evil virus away. Sending love. Big love. Wyo. Then he wrote me back again. Hi. I'm glad I was able to explain and clarify. Well, it felt not bad at all. You definitely know it's there for obvious reasons. It's supposed to feel real, and I'd say it does okay at that. It has bumps on the inside, so they apply a bit of a massaging slash pressure in the penis. You do have to lube it up, and it suctions on, so it can potentially feel bad. Yes, it did have a part you would put over the balls to help secure it. I guess you could say that it has a cock ring-like effect. My balls are not super sensitive, which I like, as I do like to have them played with and massaged without affecting coming too fast. My penis is 6.5 inches at best and a decent thickness. Not a Coke can, but not a pencil either. It does curve downwards and it's circumcised. I don't feel great about it, as I wish it had more length and thickness, but what guy doesn't? So I would say I'm content with it as it could be smaller. It does change in color when it gets erect and it has visible veins to give it texture, I guess you could say. My favorite things to feel, of course, are the inside of the vagina and the mouth, but also soft feet, the tops as well as the bottoms of the breasts, making circles around the nipples with the tip and thick, soft thighs slash legs rubbing my length on them. Having worn the extender did make me feel big, and if my partner would like me and sex more because I would finally be able to give her a big dick even if it's not mine, I'd be into it. As I'd mentioned before, she's been with guys that are in the big department. But it never made me feel like it would make me be better at sex, mostly aesthetics and being able to fill my partner up. Yeah, I definitely looked at the mirror, and I'm not going to lie, I wish it was really me. <laughs> 
I even masturbated with it once to see what it would be like if I had a big dick. <laughs> Shaking my head. That would be a really interesting picture to see. I think it could be a thing people would do. Thanks for the kind words. We're doing our best to stay safe. A poll would be cool. Would love to see what results you get. So lovers, that's the origin story of the parts poll. I think that it is so interesting to talk to people about the specifics of their body parts. And what I've noticed in my own regular real life is that it is still so much harder to do with someone who I'm trying to have sex with. So, you know, people from our beautiful community are very open with me and have no problem sharing details with me. Asking my personal lovers so far has been uh, awkward making, <laughs> but I keep trying. And I think it's just such a wonderful way to get to know someone, especially if you add the tactile sensation. So if I'm like, tell me what your penis feels like, and I'm touching it and like doing things as I say it. Anyway, those are my ideas. Isn't G amazing? This is our most recent submission to the parts poll submitted by MF. Parts poll. What's your penis or vagina or genitalia like? I have a clearly defined labia majora and labia minora without many additional folds. The labia majora is the same color as the rest of my skin. Labia minora is more pink. I had laser hair removal done, so no bush. The vagina still has a hymen ring that you can clearly see. It looks like a scrunchie. My vagina internally has some ridges and some smooth parts. The G-spot is smooth and very sensitive. I can have G-spot orgasms during intercourse and come this way about 50% of the time. They are much more powerful than clitoral orgasms. I like the terms pussy and vagina. Do your balls or lips like attention? What kind? My lips love attention. I love all gentle kisses and high-pressure passionate kisses. Playful nips are great, but anything that draws blood or leaves mark is too much. I don't particularly care for tongue play. A little is a nice spice, but too much is just awkward. What about your clit or crown? Super sensitive spots? My clit is very sensitive on the left side. The right is sensitive, but not enough to orgasm. Pressure just outside the hood, not on the clit itself, and steady rhythm are everything. Does it change when you're aroused? Very much so. My clit gets really big and filled with blood. It sticks out quite a bit from under the hood, and it'll look very red or purplish instead of pink. My vagina will gape as I get more aroused. It's something that I feel is very sexy. Is it reactive in unusual ways? I tend to get less aroused with time between intercourse, not more. After a period of abstinence, I find sex painful and difficult. I can usually get switched on mentally, but I hardly produce any lubricant, can't relax my pelvic muscles, and almost never get off. Good communication with partners is very important for handling this. Does it have tattoos? If so, what? Why? What did that feel like? No tattoos. Not my thing for my body, but I don't mind if other people have them. Just not for me. Ever had any injuries? I had a precancerous growth on my cervix that had to be surgically removed and hence lost a portion of my cervix. I did not like my cervix being touched before, and I dislike it much more after. That changed how orgasm contractions feel. During the first year after surgery, orgasm was painful because I could feel the scar tissue stretch. It's become less painful over time. Do you look at your genitals? Yes. I like looking with a mirror while I masturbate sometimes. How do you feel about partners looking? I like it, provided that they're all saying all sorts of nice things, paying attention to what I'm doing or enjoying the view or checking in about something that might not be right. What about your naked body as a whole? I'm happy with my body as a whole. I am a bit self-conscious about being naked around others because unless we're in a sauna, I'm going to get cold and have huge goosebumps really fast. Cold is a very strong turnoff for me. Do you ever make the time to take a sensual selfie? Do you want to? 
Not while naked. The very idea makes me feel anxious. Once a picture exists, it can go bad places. I'd rather it just not exist. However, I do enjoy taking socially acceptable pictures with associated memories, particularly pictures that only my partner and I would know the significance of. To me, that's much more sensual since it takes thought. It's meant for only one person, and it's suitable for any setting. Besides the obvious fingers, tongues, and other genitals, is there anything specific that your parts, your body parts, love feeling? For example, I love a good thigh hump. Oh yes. Fingertips on my shoulder blades? Heck yes. Kisses all around my neck? Yes. No fingers by my throat, but the back of my neck and through my hair is great. I love pressure on my back just below my rib cage and right above my pelvic bone. Hip play is amazing, and my whole upper legs are incredibly sensual. If you had to spend one day with different genitals, what would they be like? I would totally want to know what it feels like to stand and pee. I have minor pee and <laughs> I have minor penis envy for that skill, and I think I'd want to know what penetrative sex feels like from the straight male perspective. What about your nipples and or chest area? I love a good boob massage and some nipple play. I like temperature play in this area. Sometimes boobs are so erotic that I can get aroused with no genital foreplay at all. I am a small-chested woman, but I feel like I got some good ones. And what about butt stuff? Playtime activities, but also visual aesthetics? There are few things I love in foreplay more than a good butt massage. It simply is one of the best feelings in the world for me. I love it when it builds from a gentle massage to something more desirous. I dislike any slapping that's strong enough to be painful or leave marks, but I am all in for playfulness as long as I have my partner's consent to slap back. I have some interest in anal intercourse, and it is an erogenous zone for me, but it's very rarely enough of a priority to do the prep work required. I lead a busy life, I exercise a lot, and hence, eat a lot. I need that exit. And despite all the so <laughs> and despite all the societal male hype, it seems to be very stressful and relatively not very enjoyable for them. Hmm. If a partner seems nervous and stressed, that makes it unenjoyable for me. I only want to do it with someone who wants to do it too and is going to put in the foreplay and aftercare needed to make sure that I feel like an amazing sexual partner and not like, ew, poop. I agree with that. Although I do think I have recently had some experiences where, just inserting my own YO commentary, I didn't even use lube. I was so turned on I used my own wetness as lube. So I'm just saying... Bodies are different, different times of the day. Get to know your own body if you want to have butt sex. I don't know. <laughs> Any other erogenous zones on your beautiful body? Kind of my feet. Maybe it's a blood flow thing, but when my feet are warm, my chances of orgasm are much higher. I don't like touch on my feet, just warm feet. Favorite parts of your body? I think my hips and butt are awesome. They're strong, powerful, can move in cool ways and help me get turned on. They're great places for a partner to hold me and great places for me to give my partner some extra attention. Have you ever used a cock extender or a strap-on? What was it like? How did it feel, both physically and emotionally? Would you want to if you haven't yet? I have no interest in either one, and I don't think I'd be open to it. In much of my life, I exhibit very masculine traits. Sporty, work in a male-dominated field, mechanically inclined. In the bedroom, I want to embrace my feminine side, and strap-ons feel contradictory to that. While I have no interest in cock extenders, I have considered having my partner wear penetration depth limiters, especially the year I was recovering from my cervical surgery. It's still an option I'd consider if pain with depth became a problem again, since it would allow us to go wild as we wanted with no worries about pain. Lovers, do you see why I like the parts pull so much? Because every body is so different and so many of those details, like 
Who would think to give a lot of attention to upper thighs? I've never felt like I had permission to focus on that, like especially in a sexual way, because I feel like once I'm in the sex zone, I like want to know what they like. And even though I like touching a person all over forever, I really only get to do that with the people that I become most intimate with because they're the ones that I feel like I have the most permission to just play with, explore, and enjoy their body in ways that are like not strictly like the doing the casual sex thing. So I just, I love this and I don't know how to make this more of a accepted, not awkward thing. I don't, and maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just like too, maybe I just need to get better at practicing it because I get weird responses, but I feel like there are people out there who are a little bit more chill as fuck, I guess, <laughs> when I compare them to myself. Anyway, fucking sexy. Such a good body. Such a good story. <sighs> and if you want to submit your own parts poll and or send me nudes, visit sexstoriespodcast.com slash send nudes. My Cuckolding Story by GD We are a happily married Indian couple settled in Malaysia. Both of us were brought up in India, so our values are more traditional and ethical Indian. Her name is Kay. She's 38, 5 foot 4, 34 double D, with a well-maintained body. She's a traditional Indian wife, but enjoys sex sessions with me. Also, she loves to talk dirty and explore some fantasies during our sex sessions. She hardly had much sex experience before marriage. I am 50 plus, 5'8", kinky-minded and love to explore all ideas. Recently been watching some porn and landed on cuckold porn websites. Initially I found it revolting to see your wife being played by a stranger, but soon the idea grew on me. Over the weekend, after a few glasses of wine and during foreplay, I introduced her fantasy of watching a stranger strip her. To my surprise, she played along with the theme and mentioned how this can be a very kinky thought. I told her maybe we should do some webcam sex sessions. I knew some sites that allow live webcam sessions. Over the next few months, we tried more webcam sessions, but it got boring after a while. While browsing Craigslist, I saw a section for casual meets for couples. I read some posts and there was one by a young, smart Jamaican bull. He claimed to enjoy treating hot wives to wine and dine and more. Out of curiosity, I dropped him an email. Surely, there was a response asking for a pic. Once the pic was shared, he was really interested and wanted to take us both out for dinner to explore possibilities. I had to discuss this with my wife, but was unsure about how to break the subject of meeting a stranger. During a hot sex session, I asked her about exploring a real meeting. She went quiet and said it's not for her. Although disappointed, I asked her to think about it. The next day, she hinted, Let's explore and see how it goes. No commitments, that type of meeting. And I was thrilled. We set up a date to meet in a hotel. He had booked a suite in a five-star hotel, and the idea was for social meeting in the bar and then explore further. The day arrived and she was really shy and almost wanted to back out. I encouraged her and said, I'll be with her. She dressed sexy but not provocative for the meeting. It was high heels, knee-length skirt, and a white top and jacket. When we entered the bar, I could recognize the black hunk, or bull. He was six feet, smart, and in a nice suit. He immediately approached and introduced himself as T. He gave a hug and a kiss on the cheek to Kay. Soon, we were drinking together, laughing and socializing. He was good at breaking the ice. After a couple round of drinks, he asked us if we can continue drinks in his suite on the top floor. This was the dreaded moment. Decide or go back. 
I held Kay's hand and said, Of course. She held my hand tightly and looked at me. I reassured her, and soon we found ourselves in the elevator. Now he moved closer to her and asked me if he can take her to the room. I guess he wanted to prove a point of taking her to his room. I saw no reason to say no. I was walking behind them while he held her hand and took us to the suite. It was a great room with a view of the city. He served us more wine and was soon touching Kay up while chatting. Suddenly, he asked if she could stand up and swirl around and show her full body. Hesitantly, she stood up and did a swirl for him. Clearly, T was enjoying the show. Next, he grabbed her ass while she was standing and commented to me that it was her best asset. Not sure why, but I ended up thanking him for the compliment, and I was enjoying watching my wife with the black men. T decided this was time to press the next button and move on. He was now cuddling with my wife and lifting up her skirt to feel her legs and her ass. Kay was loving the attention but looking toward me with some embarrassment. T could feel this tension and he asked me to start opening buttons of her blouse. His exact words were, Let's get the lady naked. So I took off her top while T took off her skirt. There was my wife of 18 years, standing in a Victoria's Secret bra and thong. And now T asked me to take a seat on the sofa. He wanted to play solo. He took all his clothes off apart from boxers. He started kissing her and slipping his hand in the thong to feel the wet pussy. She was well aroused by now and playing along. Soon she was in bed with just her high heels. T asked Kay to take his boxers off. She loved the sight of the big dick of T. It was three times bigger than me, almost 11 inches. She kissed his dick's head slowly. The shy Indian wife now had a stranger's dick in her mouth, giving it full pleasure. T moved on to fucking Kay to make sure that I got a good view. Kay was enjoying, but at the same time, conscious of my presence. The best sight was when T fucked her in doggy position. She came twice that night and was dripping when we left the hotel. We did not discuss anything on the way back, but she gave me a long, hard kiss when we got home. I could almost taste the cum she had from tea. The night changed our married life for good. More to come. Isn't that hot? And also, I just love and admire anyone who's sharing sex stories at all. It's all already hard for most of us. But when you're doing it in a language that's not your first language, fucking go you. Wyo. By the way, every time I try to write your name, the spell checker changes it to woohoo. <laughs> I love that. I could be a woohoo. New story to add. Working from home is so much fun, I may never go back to the office. Yesterday, I'm in the middle of a Zoom slash conference call. My boss has his camera on, so we all had our cameras on. I've set up my office at the kitchen table because we both have internet meetings during the day. So we're about 10 minutes in when the kitchen light comes on and my wife strolls in for a cup of coffee. I look over, smile, mute my mic, and say good morning. I unmute my mic and continue the work conversation. This is when my wife walks around to the other side of the table and stands behind my computer monitors. She drops her bathrobe and gets down on her hands and knees and disappears. This all happens, mind you, while I'm starting to present to my 10 to 15 coworkers. The next thing I feel is her fingernails starting at my ankles and then scraping up my legs and inner thighs. My shorts get a firm tug to the side and I feel her warm mouth wrap itself around my cock. 
She's licking my cock and sucking on it while grazing my inner thighs with her fingernails. I'm trying to remember what to say next while glancing at the image from my camera to see if I can tell if it looks like I'm getting my cock sucked. <laughs> Just as I turned over to a coworker, I scoot the chair back from the table a few inches and look down and see my wife working every inch of my cock with her mouth. That sight and sensation, I lost it and popped. She shoved my cock as far down her throat as she could until I stopped pulsing. Then she paused, slowly backed out from under the table, put her bathrobe on, and tied it close. She had this mischievous smirk on her face the whole time. She poured a cup of coffee, licked her lips, and left the kitchen. So far, no one at work has said anything. Haven't gotten the strap on and out in a week or two, but I think I might... <laughs> Make a repeat appearance after we take a kinky quiz to see what we might try next in the bedroom. Hope you're happy and healthy. A sexy fucking listener. Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remind me how to say your last name. Is it Prasita? Okay. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make it. sure because pronunciations, I want to pronounce you good. Pro I want to pronounce you good. Hey, yeah, no, com com coming from the gal whose name is W-Y-O-H-Z, <laughs> the symbol for Boron. Uh, you know? My made up name, <laughs> the name that I picked for myself when I was 29, like a few months before I met you, it's a made up name. From a, I took it from a it book. It is? Yeah, because I, my original name is Karen, but I got tired of getting called Karen. And especially now, I'm so glad that I ditched it. It's a terrible yeah. time to be a Karen. Yeah. So I actually got out of the Karen game early, although when I'm with my family, I'm still always a Karen. But yeah, Wyo is from my favorite sci-fi novel because get this, she's a rebel and a revolutionary and she lives on the moon and she there in this book that I got it from, the moon has such strict consent laws that if a guy so much as touches a lady in a way that she doesn't want, all the other dudes rally around her and they just space him immediately. So it's like a zero tolerance policy <laughs> against... See, what I like about the sex party community I used to go to uh, in, in here in Brooklyn, you know, they have a rule like and even non-sexual touch is supposed yeah. to be asked for. So it's like, let's say we're talking, we're vibing, maybe maybe we're even flirting. Who knows? And I maybe like want to put my hand yeah. on your shoulder in a flirtatious way or even at all. You know, I would like put my hand out and then be like, do you mind before I like touch your shoulder? Um, or like before you're putting a hand on a knee, yeah. stuff like that. And I really enjoyed that because I was like, ooh. I know that if I've asked like to put a hand on her thigh, I know that my hand is on her thigh and she wants it there. Not like, oh, I'm gonna put my let's hand there. Happens. Let's see how it goes. Oh, I'm so glad you oh, said that. The please. thing that's been annoying me so much lately, and oh, by the way, I didn't do an official introduction, but we're kind of talking, so that in case we want to use that, we are here with Billy Presida of the Man Whore Podcast, which is one of the most amazing podcasts. You have like laurels and la like you went to a when, last time I was in New York, you were at a what is it a Pot, it was like a sexy convention. What's it called? Oh, the Brooklyn Sex Expo. Brooklyn yeah, Sex Expo. Why don't they just call it a sexpo? Oh, I think they do. I think they do. I, you know, I think for short. I love that you brought that up because one of the things that I've been finding particularly gross in my attempts to online date is that people want me as a woman to police them. Or I should say dudes, there's this expectation that they're supposed to just keep trying things until I say no. So I love, mm. I love the asking. But, um, okay, Billy, can you please tell us Why, uh, what has been happening in your sexy sex life since we talked to you a year and a half ago? I mean, I could never truncate a year and a half of, of my, of my uh, sex and dating life. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, a year and a half ago, I had, 
I was fairly new in a mm. relationship, so that is still going on. Uh, yeah. to me, I've tricked her into sticking around, uh, so that's been cool. Um, I <laughs> pandemic hit, so uh, we're trying to yeah. make do. Are you together? And I have during pandemic. Or are you far apart? We spent like the first 51 days like live quarantining together and then just like slowly like when New York City reopened, I went back to the city and, and okay. stuff like that. But yeah, you know, I still see her, you know, a bit. I have a car, okay. so it's I don't even know. I forgot what the subway's yeah. even like. So it's <laughs> I I can do all that stuff. Uh, uh, but I have been following New York City Department of Health's recommendation to use glory holes uh, during this incredibly contagious okay. time. How? Where did you install your own glory hole? I briefly had an idea. It's wait, can it's I right see? Right there. It's it's. What's I mean, it made out I, of? I'd have to move. Sh- it's just is. a curtain that has a hole cut out. Okay, <laughs> that was my question because I briefly was talking to a dude. I was on OKCupid for a minute back in April, and I found a guy who was like, oh, "I'm a daddy," but he was like married and in an agreement, but. No, he's like literally like he I'm, I'm a, a fo- father. No, so he was the guy uh, that was just like, <laughs> I didn't really like getting called daddy until I had a child. And then I got it. And I was like, OK, OK. So and I've talked to some other daddies that are like, no, I don't understand that. But that was his uh, understanding. So he was a literal mm-hmm. daddy and a dom daddy. So he said, although I don't think he really understood consent that well. We talked about it. But we were talking about the idea of I have this like narrow hallway that's in my entran- entryway. And for a while I was like, should I just Same. get a bunch of plexiglass and put it up there and put a hole in it? But then I didn't know how to drill the hole through the plexiglass and what to put soft around the edge or what height to make it at. And then I was just like, do I? You're really going to let that stop you? Like something that you could easily <laughs> ask Reddit? No, I, okay. Something so easily no, Googleable, you're going to let that be your barrier? Like- the big barrier for glory holes is just having the wherewithal to do it like 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 the fact that you were even considering it means you were past the hard well, part so yes and i was also at a particularly horny part and then i found someone to have sex with and then i found another someone to have sex with off and on and then i got back together with my dom what what safe people with testing there's a scared face sure a scared judgmental sure. face keep going that's okay i live in new york I- you live in california it's not we have very no, different situations right but i have get i have give it a I think a 3% positivity raise is a, is a lot easier to deal with. But you know what? I have gotten over trying to tell anyone what to do or not do. I no, give no, up. I, I love, just say, hey, glory holes, they I are safer. Your, no, I love your caution. I do think they are safer. I have yet to use one, and I'm very excited about the prospect. I think for me, I decided that I didn't want to invite a bunch of strangers because I got very excited about the idea. I was like, I'll do a glory hole experiment. And I got, but then I was like, I don't want to invite a bunch of strangers into my entryway one after another. <laughs> right. That's where, that's where this lovely whole like male privilege thing comes into play where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep using it till they take it away. Uh, and then when they show up for my card, I'll be like, no, 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 this is fair. Here you go. <laughs> but like, you know, while I have it, it's not like, uh, you know, it's might Wait, as well so, use it. Uh, so I can safely, I can safely invite strangers to just come in. So I have a separate um, uh-huh. entrance to my apartment there's a, a i live in a two is this a different situation, apartment than so. when i met you okay because i was like i don't I recognize moved. this house okay okay yeah so so upstairs that's the main entrance all that but i have there's an entrance to the street that goes straight into my bedroom what? and so and i have this hallway and uh i have this really long hallway that opens up into the room and so where it opens up i have you know a tension rod and some curtains and 
snip, snip, snip. So I can just like prop open the doors when I know yeah. she's close by. And then I just put on some music and close the curtain and hope for the best. Now, here's a question. Okay, series of questions. First, is this only with your partner or are you in an open situation so you can exercise it with multiple people? I'm incredibly okay, non-monogamous. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't use it with my with my girlfriend because for me, I'm not good at like playing pretend. So like Megan and I could never go to a bar and wear wigs and pretend we don't know each other and then hit on each <laughs> other because I'm just gonna be like, this is silly. So if I know she now. See, what would be brilliant is if she would answer my Reddit ad and like pretend it's not her and then show up, do it, take pictures, leave, then send me pictures of her blowing me through my glory hole. I'd be like, oh my God, yes, because you also like stranger sex too. Yeah, it's, it's, if, look, I'll put it this way. I don't need it to be a stranger, but like if we're going to do something like that where we're pretending to be anonymous, like it needs to be anonymous. Otherwise, I can't get past it. So, okay, can you paint the picture for us? And also, like, I feel like this is an encouragement for safety and glory holes everywhere. How is it, how do you navigate the like, hi, I'd like you to come over and suck me off through a glory hole? Like, what's that conversation like? I never, I never approach someone like that. I just put an ad up on Reddit and people hit me up and the dudes who are hoping to convince me to like change my mind keep fucking up because they open with hi i'm a dude and just you know immediately this if there was ever an opportunity for men to blow me like this truly is it because there's a there's a level of acceptance over the circumstances i've come to in my mind and i'm like as long as we are fucking in this quarantine situation uh you know i if i I figured this, if I feel a beard tickle my balls, I'll just be like, I'll, yeah. And then I'd just be like, ah, hey buddy, you know, I'm good. You can (laughs) head out, but good one. And, but if a dude just shaved his face could keep his like very deep guttural moans to himself, he'd probably quote unquote get away with it. And then I'm no harms caused. I don't know. Right. Um, So I just put an ad out and I've also been able to confirm that these have been women, um, just through ex. Wait, you don't things. even try to look but at yeah, them just through th- the curtain? No, no, I'm a, I'm a fucking. I don't want to. <laughs> don't ruin the blowjob. Oh if my we're gosh. gonna ruin the blowjob, let's ruin the blowjob okay, okay, afterwards. Okay, can I keep please. asking you questions about it? Why else am I here? <laughs> I just have been practicing asking for permission about everything, and also I love asking for permission. Lady, you're a podcaster. Once you invite us on, we've given you no, carte blanche. No, I always ask for permission <laughs> because I need it to feel. I think it's part of my submissive side. I've been thinking about this more lately because I actually like can't mm-hmm. function in regular conversations, and I and so I just set up these clear frames. So anyway, anyway, okay. So I'm allowed to ask you the okay. question. <laughs> I'd like to ask: Do you always come during blowjobs? Is it easy for you to come during blowjobs? And they can't touch your balls, right? Because it's just through the hole, or can they moosh them through the curtain? Do you even like your balls played with? I'm sorry, I just asked you six questions at once. That's okay. Let's see if we can work through them all. Uh, yes, I come from blowjobs. I find it fairly easy. It's not. I. I have no. I have no um, issues coming or not coming with blowjobs um do, do they put the balls through the hole sometimes and of course because it's cut okay. a big enough hole we're not cutting the hole is not the circumference of it's not the diameter of my i've never my seen shaft, a glory hole know? in real it's, life we're kind of uh, kind of like a you know sizable okay. hole i don't know three four inches uh, in diameter something like that uh, so you can fit you can fit balls in there and uh and yeah sometimes i like my balls fondled sometimes I, 
it's rarely a negative okay. for me. At, at worst, okay. it's neutral, and sometimes it's pleasant. I, it's, I Can you tell it us it. when it is really pleasant, care. how does it feel pleasant? Are there specific ways to touch your balls that make it extra pleasant? Uh, a softness is nice. I like, I just, I also like being yeah. touched in general. So if you're just like softly caressing my thighs and then my scrotum and then my flank and then my shoulder, like all those things mm. feel wonderful. And then in terms of like during a blowjob, I mean, okay. whatever, you know, like I, I'm, I rarely like to interrupt someone's style. Uh, I'm, I really want to yeah. experience what your blowjob is. Uh, so I don't need to get in the way of, of okay. your method. Just like when I go to a massage, I do not try to I'm tell the, the masseuse how to I'm massage me. Yeah, it's like even if I normally like it a different way, I'm like, let's see where this goes. I want to kind of see what you're doing here. Let's, and then if I return, I can say, hey, you don't have to do my feet next mm. time. I don't know, whatever it is. So yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell a lady how to blow me. I'm just happy. Okay, she's but doing can I tell it, right? you one of my new favorite <laughs> things to do with a new lover? That's a man. Sure. I'm going to tell you. I ask permission anyway. I love to take the car. Be like, can we play an exploration game and then just do all sorts of different sensations and be like, how does that feel? How does that feel? And get a reaction because I'm still I still have my method. I wonder how many guys are like tr when they say sure, how many of them are like truly into it and how many of them are placating you in the mm -hmm. way that I do. They're like, whatever, you want to play games with my balls. So long as I get to yeah. come at the end of this, YO, I'm sure I'm well, going okay, to enjoy it. To be honest, it. <laughs> it's only been two partners so far because I just thought of it in May and I've only slept with two new people since then. Um, after COVID tests, after extensive you're gonna be fondling all the balls we get it you'd <laughs> someday, <laughs> someday we'll have that party um actually i do love the idea you just sent me off into fantasy land of like me sitting in a comfortable cozy chair and just having like a conveyor belt of like balls to fondle <laughs> I mean, if you ever want to borrow my glory hole, we can arrange a bunch of dudes to come well, through one day next I time mean, you're in New York. <laughs> I would absolutely be down for something like that, particularly in a curated space. Here's my question. If that fantasy were to be played out into real life, would you want to be there for that? Like, are you going to, you would? Duh. Well, I'm going to let someone blow a bunch of people in my space. And no, I but I mean, like, what about it? Is there, like, would you be on my side or their side? Or would you like poke your head back and forth? Oh. Your side. I'm not particularly interested in them. And and frankly, like it the, again, that's the beauty of the setup of the apartment. It's like I don't fucking necessarily need to see these dudes either. Um also, isn't it wiser for us both to be on one side? Because God forbid something did go incredibly negative, which not in super likely, but is likely. But like let's say something did happen. Isn't it best if we're both on the same side to fight together as opposed to like oh, yeah. he comes in, takes me out, and then he gets you. You don't even know that I'm knocked out. He very silently <laughs> chokeholded me. So you don't even know that I'm out of the game. You think there's backup, but there's no backup, sweetie. It's just you one-on-one -on -one now. So I think it's best if we're both on this side. So if, if someone wants to burst through the curtain, you know, we got we got four sets of hands ready to tackle I like this that. motherfucker. I feel like I also never think about that because also when I have a cock in my hands, I'm never worried about anything because I'm like, I have your jewels. Sure. <laughs> You have what you want. Uh, no, okay. Um, yeah, all of that. Okay, so I love your glory hole. How can I ask how often you've gotten to use it? Um, I've had a surprising amount of women come through here. And by surprising amount, I mean more than zero. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, I've had some people come and do repeats. So I don't know. Awesome. I think... Yeah, maybe like close to 10 awesome. times since I moved here in August. Fuck yeah. 
Yeah, so like a couple of times a month, someone, either a repeat customer or someone new shows up, blows me and leaves. And then I just sit there stewing like, I don't know, was it was it a guy? I Was it a dude? Does it matter? Who should, it doesn't matter, Billy. You don't have to care about this. Eh. Amazing. Okay. Uh, and then let's see. Is there anything else I want to know about the glory hole? I don't know. It has made for interesting content, so I'm a, I'm a, I am now one of those only. Tell fans me about people. that. And and uh, so it has been fun to like uh, do recordings of me getting blowjobs at the glory hole from my side Ooh. only, right? Because I think typically you see glory hole porn, it's her sucking the dick, but my people they want to huh. see me. Uh, they don't just need to see my cock, and so they. They're they're on, they're on, they're actually only barely seeing my shaft. They're mostly seeing me and the reactions to me getting a blowjob, which you know makes for fun, exciting content, and everything like that. Uh, you know, I'm able to make a gif of some pair of lips and a nose coming <sighs> in and so out, in and fun. out. Yeah, so I've I've made some like really fun content. I had one lady who she also yeah. has an OnlyFans, and so she <gasps> recorded her end of it, and then she sent it to me afterwards. So already it's really hot because now yeah. I get to watch myself jerk off. Uh, but then, like, I was able to Cross content. You know, send that type of content to a to a fan who oh wants my to pay God. a bunch of money. So how is that and, going? <laughs> okay, so I, I will just say, did I tell you this? I made an OnlyFans yesterday, partly because of talking to you, partly I'm, because... Did, and you didn't use my referral link? I didn't I'm know sorry. there was a referral link. I'm still learning how to use it. Oh, really? Oh, no, you're frozen. Oh, no. I'm frozen. Oh, no. Oh, man. Why? I can still see you and hear you. Oh no, Wyo! You're so fro. You're like mega frozen, Wyo. Oh you're gosh, this is a real Karin connection. Okay, so I think you were just telling me about OnlyFans and what it's like to uh, what's it like to have people watch you jack off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not the only thing I do there. Surprisingly, like I have. One, oh, what else do you do? I mean, I have one lady who like really just wants me to like sweet talker and call her sweetie and like just tell her scenarios in which we would fuck in this hypothetical you know in a hypothetical world uh and she gets off a lot on that like sometimes she comes and i never even show her my dick so that's Whoa. you know that's there's many things i've done um i did a you know i've done some feet pictures for guys uh i had one guy who ordered a he paid me 200 dollars to pop balloons and jerk off <laughs> What? That's so fun. What color yeah. balloons did you pop? Uh, like the the big latex, but like you want those like big like oh uh, twelve God. to eighteen inch balloons or whatever. I happen to have a friend those who are is hard a to pop. Yeah, it was definitely more difficult than I thought. Uh, I definitely shouldn't have like had oil on both my hands. <laughs> that was difficult. Like especially if I wanted to like blow it up and then try to tie it first but my hands are all slippery because like i'm also trying to like tug on my dick so it's but it was fun and he was very happy about the video he got uh awesome. <laughs> so yeah no i do all sorts of things uh i honestly i think me jacking off is not nearly as common as like one would expect even as much okay. as i as i would expect i mean the lava is also me just like taking really sexy photos uh sometimes photos that like i could put on instagram some that are maybe it starts with like that thirst trap shot but then i slowly work my way out to like dipping like my waistline down and showing off some yeah. top of the shaft and then slowly stripping and bending over and showing my ass and then just trying to like make just trying to not just take straight up 
pictures of the dong because I just feel like we've yeah. all seen that. They, I, I, you know, they don't. I, I think I told someone else this recently. It was like they don't pay to see me hard. They they pay to see a boner that they believe they caused. You know, especially mm. the women. Like the women are like the dick's not as important as much as it's important that I made this dick hard by chatting with this guy and giving him money. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. I do definitely, you feel like do you feel like the reverse is true gender wise? Like is that I feel like dudes don't care as much the other direction. What do you think? Uh, you know, it, I, 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 I'm typically uncomfortable genderizing most things. So I would say there's yeah, definitely, they're definitely what a dudes. dumb question. It's not a dumb question. Not at all. No, it's, it's not. Okay. So I will say it's not my normal type of question. Cause as I heard it coming out of my mouth, I was like, you're not asking a question about his personal experience. What are you doing? It's like well, what I, you know, I would just say from. there, there are some dudes who are definitely more into like, can I see the dick right now? Cause like I need to come and I can't come mm. unless I see you hard. Like I had a guy yesterday complain cause he unlocked like a photo set and like I am looking sexy and touching myself and presenting the schlong in various mm -hmm. like angles. But like, I'm not even, I'm not even fully erect in it, but I actually love taking pictures yeah. of me like 30 to 70% hard because you know, anyone can take a picture of a hard cock. Yeah. Like, can you make a semi soft dick look good? I like doing those. So anyways, he was complaining. He was like, why weren't you fucking fully hard? And I'm like, cause I'm a fucking artist. Okay. And yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I, and I love that because it's like the value is not all on the hard cock. Like, yeah. like I, and I love taking a soft cock in my mouth and getting it hard. I do love the process and the feeling it. And she claims this show isn't pornography. And then she says things like, I love having a soft cock in my mouth and feeling it get hard <laughs> okay, in my so oral cavity before <laughs> he has a no thunderous idea. climax. <laughs> no, so actually, this is a good question because when I apply, so I made an OnlyFans that is a Wiley OnlyFans, and I'm not planning on doing porn stuff on there, but I... I, and so I didn't check the box, bless you. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't check the box that says I'm doing porn stuff. But, but then I was like, wait, are my nudes? My nudes aren't very porny. But if I pair them with erotic words, does that count as porn? Like, I well, actually I mean, have no idea what do, the boundaries are. I mean, you can be, what about, there aren't, like, you can do porn on OnlyFans. You can be nude on OnlyFans. No, 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 but, <laughs> but there's like a box that you check when you're signing up where it says like you're going to do pornographic content or not. And I didn't check it because I was if like, you're, well, they're just it, nudes. Why, oh, people are not as, companies are not as progressive as us. If you're naked, it's porn still, sadly. What? So just, Wait, really? You know, I mean, not everyone believes that sex is a totally natural thing like you and I. You, That's so you're aware? to me. Yeah. Well, no, so so I'm aware that many people conflate nudity with sex work with porn, and I understand that they can go together, but like like originally my nudity was just for me to like prove to myself right, that right, right. I was still with short hair, and then it was to prove to other people that I can be naked and not be a sex object, but also I can be a se sex object and be a real person. Yes, that's next level thinking, but like the corporate world and most of the world is not there. If you are naked, it is still considered porn by most people. And ideally, people like you and I doing what we do, you know, less people will think that over the course of time. But yes, if you are doing naked stuff on OnlyFans, they are going to classify it as like adult content. Luckily, OnlyFans is a platform where you can do adult content without being like censored and, you know, uh, shadow banned and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I partly 
started my OnlyFans because Instagram kept taking down my thirst traps. Me too. Right, well, exactly. Oh, their new algorithm so stupid. And all of the things from last year where I was like, hey, send me pictures of yourself naked if you want to join the Instagram yeah, blog. No, all no of more that of stuff that. got no taken more. down. Yeah, that's Because you done. can't even talk about nudes. It literally is against the community guidelines to encourage sex, which I think is right. shit crazy. Well, that's, I mean, that's a longer conversation I don't, we don't need to have right now about legislation and SESTA-FOSTA and the impending Earn It yeah. Act. Basically, call your reps and tell them uh, to support Ro Khanna's bill to study the effects of FOSTA SESTA. But in the meantime, no, we can't do that on Instagram. And so I was like, yeah. I want it, but I fucking loved getting that type of like positive sexual attention about my body. Yeah. I have a long history with an eating disorder and, and body dysmorphia and, and all that, that fun stuff, right? So like, it, it's nice to be able to get that validation. So I, you know, I got on OnlyFans in part because I was like, you know what, I want to at least have a place where people can call me hot and where I can like feel hot. Um, and, and then over the last several months, it's, it's really interesting because like I've been doing surprisingly well, well enough that like mm. I can hate my body still. If I choose to, I can still hate on my body if I choose to, but I cannot rationally say that I and this body are not sexy because this mm. body has paid the rent. So it's like super fucking sexy, right? It, you know, <laughs> so, so I have to, uh, I have to at least say, okay, fine. I'm hot begrudgingly even if i don't believe it because i'm like there's dollars in my there's like thousands of dollars in my bank account that says ah, you're uh, a good looking yeah. motherfucker billy so that's what that's what daddy uh, does how do people find you on OnlyFans? And you go to onlyfans.com slash call me billy <laughs> i love that <laughs> oh my gosh and so for people who maybe haven't made it all the way through the Sex Stories podcast archives yet because there are now 100 episodes. Congratulations. Can find- Thank you. Okay, but you, how many episodes do you have now? You're six years in? What Tom- are you? Tomorrow I put out episode 360. Fuck yeah. Full circle. <laughs> and tell people it's the Man Whore podcast. We can find it mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcasts. Anything else we need to know about it? Uh, it's a, it's a show where I started, uh, almost seven years ago talking to women I'd hooked up with about sex dating and why we didn't work out. And now I, in addition to that, I also talked to various, uh, sex educators, porn stars, sex workers, queer performers, dating experts, and comedians. Uh, again, yeah, the man whore podcast, wherever you listen to your audio and I'll say, uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, at Billy is Prisita, but you have to type that whole motherfucker out because I am shadow banned shadow so, banned. Uh, so that's billy is p-r-o-c-i-d-a yay go follow him he's great oh, also he has you. beautiful eyeballs <laughs>